Okay, so first of all, let's understand how to uh, look at the book that we have in front of us, Luke de Torah, right? So you have, right, you have in Luke de Torah several different books, okay? And each book that you have in Luke de Torah has its own numbering system. So it's a little bit confusing because you can be looking for page number 10, for example, and there's several page number 10s. So first of all, you have uh, a couple of parashas from, from uh, Shmos, from the book of Shmos. So that's the first little section. That's the first time it starts to the numbering section. Then you have Vayikra, right? And then you have a whole numbering section for Vayikra. Then you have Bamidbar. You have a whole numbering section for Bamidbar. Then you have Dvarim, and you have a whole numbering section for Dvarim. And then finally, you have... Uh, you have uh, Shira Shirim, and then again, you have a whole numbering section for Shira Shirim. So what we're going to be learning today is a mimer called Ve'edaita, and it is in Parashas Ve'eschanan. So that means from the book of Dvarim. So you're looking for page Dalid in Dvarim. Now, if you look at the table of contents, you'll notice that it says after the page, it says, um, it says the page, Daf, and then it says Amud. Right. If you, everyone could just take a look for one second at the uh, table of contents, and then the amud will be aleph beis gimel dalid. Uh, that will be the amud. So what that refers to is that you have in each page, right? You have column one, column two. Then if you turn over the page, column three and column four. Okay. So like for example, this is page dalid that I'm on from Parshas Be'eschanan. So it says in the table of contents, it says. Page daf dalid amud aleph. That would be the first amud. Amud means here the kalif, right? But you have on the page as you twist the page. This is still considered page dalid, but it is amud gimel amud dalid, and then you have daf hey amud aleph base etc etc. Okay, so that's how you find anything in uh, in Likutei Terah. Okay, so that's important information. Okay, so let's start. Uh, essentially, this mimer is a discussion on the difference between. Uh, das and Emuna. Okay, that's what we're going to be discussing for the next uh, week or so. And it should take us about a week to go through it. And um, what I'd like you to do is ideally to go over it in the nighttime. And then I will also assign for you another mimer to do, like we've been talking about always, we do another mimer of Girsa in the evening. So therefore, that'll fill up your hour and a half slot um, in the evening. Okay, so that's, that's basically the plan of action. Okay, here we go. Let's start. Everyone sees where we are, so we're in Parashas Be'eschanan, which is in, obviously, the book of Devarim. We are in Amud Aleph of page Dalet. Okay, so that's where it is. So this is like this. And then it says, And then it says, then it says Okay, so how many questions did we just ask? Two. We asked two. What are the questions? Why do we say two psukim of Okay, so you've got the second question. What's the first question? Basically the same thing, right? First sentence says, Ata Ladas, Ki Hashem Hu Elohim. 
milvado, right? That's basically saying, right? There's nothing else except for a god, and you should atharis ladas to know, right? Then a couple of sentences later, we have yedaitahem v'ashvos elavak ki Hashem v'lokim v'shemaimimavol aris mitachas einot. Right, so see, the theme is the same theme. Okay, so that's question number one. If you're take, if you're keeping score, which I recommend that you do by taking notes, right, that would be a good thing to write down. Right. Second question is exactly what you said. Develop it more. What does he say? What's the second thing? Go ahead. Hayom. What's this Hayom business? Vedaita Hayom. Not Lila. I mean, like, what, what, what does that mean? This day and not another day. Every day. What, what is this talking about? Then he says like this. What is this? It says like this. Okay, so in order to understand this, it's a little bit enigmatic. You have to look at the tenses of what's going on over here. Is anyone catching? Uriel, are you catching what's going on here? Hold on one second. You could see on one second. Someone else. Yeah, go ahead. What does he ask? What is this? What is the point here? Right. What are they saying? Excellent. Excellent. Let's go through it. After Right? They saw the Abish Ponim upon him. This doesn't mean they're etzim. It means that they themselves heard. Yeah, you got it? They themselves heard. Aserus Adibros. Amru, they said. If we will continue to hear, instead, you see the single person tense. Instead, you go close and you listen. Basically telling Moshe Rabbeinu, you listen. Is that, the, is that a question there? It's a, it's a development. We're going to develop the question. You know, you know what that means? He agreed with them. Right? So what happened next? Teva, are you catching what's going on here? Are you able to translate it? Grab a look at the Torah. Are you in my class? Okay, so grab a look at the Torah. You catching? Anyone catching? Yeah, so um, it seems that the Jews asked, hey, 
Hashem to say all the Asar Sedevils for us, for us, and then Hashem agreed and said, okay, fine, I'll, I'll tell Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? Hashem agreed with their plan of action. Right? The plan of action was that Hashem should tell Moshe Rabbeinu. Then Moshe Rabbeinu is going to tell them. And Hashem said, fine, let's do this. Let's do it this way. Now, Then it says, this is the mitzvah. This is continuing in the parasha. To do this in the land. Until it said, you're going to go into the land flowing with milk and honey, right? And then it says, basrei. What's basrei? Afterwards. That this was the first mitzvah that was commanded after the Aseris Hadibros from the mouth of Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, so we're, t- we're basically telling a history story here. So what happened? The Yidin wind up listening to the Aseris Hadibros from Hashem himself. Right? They say, whoa, this is way too much for us. Way too intense. Right? Let's do a different plan. Moshe Rabbeinu, you go, you listen to God, and then tell us over what he said. Right? That's what happened. Hashem says, okay, that's a good plan. Then he says, okay, this is the mitzvah you have to do. Right? When you go into Eretz Yisrael, we're looking for in Parashas Ve'eschanan, which is in the Book of Dvarim. You have to look for the Book of Dvarim. Got it? And we died. Okay. Then he goes on to say, okay, this is the mitzvah. Which is the mitzvah? Which is the mitzvah he's talking about here? No, which is the mitzvah he's talking about here? That you do in Eretz Yisrael? No, what's the mitzvah it says right here? What's the mitzvah saying? Teva. Help us. Nasan? The mitzvah is to say Shema. When you go into Eretz Yisrael, you say, Shema Yisrael, Shema Lekenu, Shema Echad. So what's the obvious question about this? Good. That's the question. Obvious. Very good. He says, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. You're telling me, you're talking all about saying, doing this mitzvah when you go into Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Zabas Chalav Vash, which I don't know what that means. Why does it have to describe it that way? Then he says along, okay, the mitzvah is, say, Shema Yisrael, Shema Lekenu, Shema Echad. Boom. He says, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. We know that the mitzvah of Shema has nothing to do with Eretz Yisrael. Yes, when was the last time you were in Eretz Yisrael? I uh, well, 17 for my uncle's wedding, so I didn't really get to see much. And what happened? Have you said Shema before or after that? Uh, before, yeah. Good. That's a good thing. I'm glad that you said Shema before and after, hopefully, right? So it has nothing to do with Eretz Yisrael. So why are we connecting... Saying Shema, why is Moshe Rabbeinu connecting saying Shema to Eretz Yisrael? Seemingly two completely different points. That's what he says. Betzarch lahavin lama hikdim laimar zayis hamitzvah begaimer laasayis be'aretz. This is the mitzvah specifically to do in the land. Deha that behold, parsha Shema chayvas haguf he benoheges ben ba'aretz chulu. What's the rest of the line that it skips out? Ben Ba'aretz? What would be the rest of the line? Ben Ba'chutzlaretz. It is a mitzvah that is dependent upon the body. 
namely on the individual. And it doesn't matter if you're in Eretz Yisrael or you're not in Eretz Yisrael. Who cares? You're supposed to say Shema. Everyone's cool? Everyone's good? Okay, so how many questions do we have here in total? Hmm? Three? Okay, number one question is, why are the two verses right after each other basically saying exactly the same thing? Okay, question number two? Why does it specifically have to say the word Hayom? Okay. Anyone have another? Is there anything else that we brought in? Are we skipping out anything? Okay, it's another question. Why is it called land of Eretz Zavas Chalavadvash? I would say there's one more point that we brought out. Well, that's what he just said. I think the new Uriel, you have another point? Well, how do we know the mitzvah was Mishma? Okay, well, that, because he says this is the mitzvah and then he goes on to teach Shema. I would say there's another point is what's his whole business with with the, the Yidin telling Hashem that we don't want to hear what you have to say. Tell it to Moshe Rabbeinu. It's like a, it's like a little bit of a shtickle chutzpah. I mean, God's coming to talk to you and says, you know what? Uh, it is a bit too much for me. Go talk to uh, <laughs> talk to someone else and he'll tell me what you're saying. It's, it's like a little bit of a funny thing. I mean, can you imagine if God came and spoke to you and you said, well, I'm sorry, God, it's a little bit much for me. Can you go tell, uh, tell my teacher and he'll tell me? How's that a problem? Like you were dying. What's the big deal? But if God is, is the one that's making them, it's a little bit of an unusual thing to say to God. Yeah, uh, keep it to yourself, you know? <laughs> Do me a favor. <laughs> Even if they're dying, it doesn't matter. This is God. This is God talking to them. This is, you know, come on. Like, what, what's going on here? All right. So we have basically three main questions. And a fourth one we'll, we'll put up there as, put it on the board as being like something that we have to try to figure out what, what's going on. All right. Everyone's good? All right. Now, generally speaking, the way it works is it starts off by listing a bunch of questions. And then it says, okay, in order to understand this, we have to discuss whatever the main topic of discussion is that the Alter Rebbe wants to do. And then we go back in reverse order, explaining the answers to the questions. So the first answer we're going to be dealing with is going to be this whole idea of Shema connecting to Eretz Yisrael. Right? That's the first thing. We're not going to deal with Atta Haresa until the end. Right, that's the way it works. Okay, let's go. It says like this: Habin calls to understand all this. Okay. In order to understand this whole thing, we have to understand that there are two mitzvahs. One is called das, and one is called emuna. Okay. Nasim, what's the difference between das and emuna? One is knowing something. One is believing something. What's the difference between knowing and believing? Okay, that's excellent. That was an excellent uh, explanation. New, you, Yosef, you want to add something to what he says? Uh, I like his answer. You like his answer. Okay. Hananya? No? Okay, yeah. More internalized. Okay. It's actually going to, like, let's say you believe in something, it's more in your mind. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, so when it says here das and emuna, it means in Hashem. So what's the, why would we have two mitzvahs that are basically talking about the same thing? How do they apply to God? Anyone ever looked into this before? Emuna maybe would be like, like you know, you know in your mind that everything comes from Hashem. Hashem is creating everything. All of that. Whereas, uh, I mean, I guess maybe I'm thinking of I don't know. That's what's going to be my next question. Go ahead. Like maybe it's talking about that knowing is based off your you know the logical parts of Hashem. Like I understand that it makes sense for like God to have created the world because in order for something to be in existence, there must be some sort of creator. So that makes sense logically. So I would maybe put that under a das. That's something that's logical and makes make sense. But when it comes to belief system. It might be based off of something that does not have any, like, you have no way to know that it's there. Like, for example, how are we supposed to know that Hashem is also in everything, or Hashem is surrounding everything? Like, how are we supposed to know that? Know that? So maybe that's more of a belief system, because no, like, well, logical ways to show how, like, or any way at all to show that God's within everything, or God's like, surrounding everything. That's excellent. Very interesting. New Uriel, what's the difference? I thought, like, that was, like, I know a lot about Okay, so it's pretty clear that it's pretty unclear, right? That's what I would say. I mean, these are very good points that each one of you brought, but the, the, the idea is we have two mitzvahs. We have a mitzvah of emunas elokus, emunas elokus it's called, and we also have the mitzvah of das. And it's a little bit, you know, it's not 100% clear, you know, like what, is that, how, what does that have to do with me? Like, do I think about this ever? No, I don't usually think about it, you know, but maybe I should be thinking about it. And where do I fit into this whole thing? You know, in other words, uh, popular phrase nowadays, oh, you have to have a muna. Like, what does that mean? I have to have a muna. Is that what we say? Is that is that really true? A muna in what? Oh, a muna in hashkacha pratis. Everything's coming from Hashem. Well, is that really the way it's supposed to be? A muna in everything? Or are we supposed to have das in everything? And how does bitachon fit into this whole story also? Right? We've been talking about bitachon, bitachon. You have to know. To know what? Is it know that everything is going to be good? Well, who says? Why? Where does that come from? Right? Who's making it happen that way? Who came up with these rules? Right? So we know that there are two mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah of Amuna and there's a mitzvah of Das. That's for sure we know that. But now we have to try to figure out, okay, it's like, what, what's the difference between the two? And really... The way the world use these, uses these words might be very different than what they really are. Okay, so that's what we're going to launch into right now. Let's go. Right? Right? 
It's also written So we see psukim that are specifically referencing das, and we see psukim that are referencing emuna. Da is avicha. No, right? No, your yeah, um, God, your father. By the way, who is this spoken to? Where is this? Da is avicha. Okay, a little homework for you. Da is avicha. Who is it referring to? You let me know tomorrow. Oh, I can't let you can't let me know tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday already. We just started the week. It's already Friday. Okay, on Sunday. Then it says Vyaminu Bahasham Moshe Avdo. We say that every day. Right in Davani. Fa'inyin kibemis Zesha Ilam Kairim Bishem Emuna Lahamin Masha Kodish Baruchumachayas Kulam Vuhubara as Kol Ha Ilamos Me Ayin Liesh Toyim Haim. What does it mean, tayim heim? What does the word tayim heim mean? They make a mistake. They're making a mistake. Now, they're ever saying the world is making a mistake. So what is the world doing? The Indian now, in truth, that the world is calling emuna, namely, to believe what? To believe what? Sha'akadosh baruch mechayes kulam that Hashem is giving life to everything. V'hu bara es kol ha'olamos ma'ayin liyesh. Not only that, that he is creating the world from nothing to something. That is not emuna. Seemingly it's emuna. We don't need emuna for this. Okay, so with that phrase, we don't need emuna for this. He's hinting at something. So it seems like we're going to say that das is like within Seichel, basically. It's knowing Hashem in the Seichel and emuna, but just that's like beyond Seichel. Oh. Very good. That's what, that's what Yakusil was saying. Very good. Right? So what we're saying here is you don't need emuna. In other words, seemingly what we're saying here is emuna is something, right? Emuna is something that is a little bit beyond. It's a little bit beyond what my normal mind is doing. Right? Masha Enkain, this idea of Hashem creating the world is something that's quite, in a, in a, to use a, maybe this is not the best word, but almost tangible. Something I could touch, something that is so real that I don't need Emuna for this. I could do it without Emuna. Let's go further. He says, We don't need Emuna for this. Oh, we added a new word to our vocabulary here. The new word is, what's Re'iyah Nasan? What's Re'iyah Nasan? What's Re'iyah? To see. In other words, when I look at this room, you do not need a Muna to say, I see that there is a blue chair sitting in front of me. When you see something, seeing is not believing in Judaism. Seeing is not considered believing. When you see something, that is not emuna, according to what the Alter Rebbe is saying now. If I see something, that means that it is a different level than emuna. Emuna, what the Alter Rebbe is now implying, is something that I cannot see. Hagam, what's a hagam? Which means what? A question, right? He's asking a question, though. 
He's, he's now challenging something he just said. What's his question? What's his answer? You catching it? Very good. In other words, what he's saying is like this. <clears throat> he mentions two points here. Number one, <clears throat> that Hashem is giving life to the world. Number two, Hashem is creating the world from nothing to something. Those are the two points. He says, I don't need a munah for this. Why? Because I have re'iyah. I could see this. He says, wait a minute. Excuse me. Ezi, when was the last time you saw this? With your two eyes? I don't know, because I certainly haven't seen it anytime soon. Anytime recently, I should say. I am not seeing God create from nothing to something with my own two eyes. So the Alter Rebbe immediately says, wait a minute, what are you talking about that you could see this? No one's seeing this. Come on. So the Alter Rebbe says, no, 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 you're right. I don't mean mom is seeing it with your eyes. I see it's so real. It's as though you could see it. In other words, holding on the same level of, of what? The same level of what? Right, but what's what, what what's the what's the it's it's when I have re'i of something, then what is it in my brain? It's real. In other words, I don't need to convince you that there's a blue chair sitting in front of me. That is it, as real as anything could be. I don't need anyone to convince me of it. Right. In other words, if if you saw, uh, you know, a blue car driving in the street and it hit a deer. And someone says, no, nah, it probably didn't hit a deer. It probably just bumped on a, you know, it jumped on, bumped on a rock. And, you know, and what do you mean? I saw it hit the deer. What are you talking about? No, nah, no, nah, it was probably not a blue car. It was probably a, a, a white car. You just, you know, what are you talking about? I saw it. I saw it with my own two eyes. If you see something with your own two eyes, you don't need anyone, number one, to convince you of it. And number two, no one's going to be able to convince you out of it. You could, I can come with a book of logic why that didn't happen. I saw this happen. Now the Rebbe is saying that these two nakudas that Hashem is mechayi the world and Hashem is creating the world, yesh ayin, are things that you do not need convincing. It is so real by a person, it should be so real by a person, that it's like re'iya. It's as though he's watching it with his own fleshly eyes. How could that be? And that's why it says always the mushal. Whenever you have this mushal, right? This is a mushal that's from Tanakh that says, it's not a mushal, it's a Pesach in Tanakh, but it's always used to introduce the muscle. It says, from my flesh, echza means to see in Aramaic, right? Choyze, right? The Choyze of Lublin, right? You ever heard of him? Right? The seer of Lublin, right? Choyze, echza. From my flesh, I will see God. Meaning what? What does that mean? It's the introduction to a muscle that's always going to happen, which is by looking at your own body and a certain aspect of your own body, you will be able to understand the way it is in the greater body called the world, dealing with Hashem. It's always an introduction to this muscle. Okay, so what's the muscle? So he says like this, V'kiyumo yodeya v'margish ki nafsho 
Hibo shehi he a mechayes aguf bilada ein chayes v'kiyum aguf. What's the mashal? Who wants it? What's the mashal? No, what's the mashal? Okay, go ahead. Let it rip. Just as our body, that it's only sustained and made alive by an invisible force which we cannot see, which is our neshama, and when and even though like we don't actually see it leaving and there's no actual change to our body when it that doesn't really help but basically that our body is sustained by our invisible force so just as our force of the world is much more complex and bigger than our body must be sustained by some invisible force that we cannot see right that's the nimshal the muscle is the body if you see a, a person moving you don't need anyone else to tell you oh that person's alive and if god forbid you see a person on the street lying down on his back and not moving and his body is cold, you know that that body is not alive. But look, if you look at the body, does the body look any different when he was alive, when if he was lying there alive and lying there dead? No, it looks exactly the same. It's the fact that there is a movement in the body that tells me, oh, this person is alive. What's another tides for being alive? That there's an ishama, there's a soul, that there's some sort of spiritual energy that's inside the body which is causing it to to have life. That's it. But I can't see the neshama. Has anyone seen the neshama recently? What does it look like? I don't know. I never saw it. But I know it's there. When I see a deer prancing along the street, I know that that deer is alive. When I see the same deer on the side of the road with his legs straight up in the air, I know that deer is dead. But why? I, in terms of the fur, it's still the same color. The eyes are the same color. Everything looks exactly the same. It's just that this deer is in, what is it called? Rigor mortis, right? It's set in. And it's like, like a rock. And this deer is a live animal. So what marks the difference between this live animal and this rock? No, no. Even if you don't see that, you don't even see that. There's nothing. A lot of times you don't see anything that looks like totally alive. It looks totally, there's nothing happened to the body. Right, it's sleeping with its legs straight up in the air right, on the side of the road. <laughs> the bottom line is, is that you see the difference. What's the difference that you're seeing? The difference that you're seeing is this spiritual energy that's inside that you don't see. But you know it's there. You don't need anyone to tell you, oh, by the way, do you see that person over there? They have a soul inside of them. I, I, I get it. I know. Right? That's what he's saying here. He's saying, what is he saying? Let's go back. Let's make sure that we got the words. Anyone that doesn't have all these words, make sure you have all the words so you know the words. Vahainu, namely, bisari, that from my flesh, bisari, that be just like my flesh, bishvil shiraya, that I seize the chayasaguf, the life force of the body, bikiyumo and its existence. Yodeya he knows, vimargish, and he feels. Interesting that he brings that word also. Kinavshohi bo. That there's a soul. He has a soul in him. That's the energy that's coming into Mechaya the goof. And without this, Now, this very interesting here. He says, look at the words. Over here, did you notice the difference? He says, over here, and at the end of the words, he says, Ein chayes v'kiyum ha'guf, a guf. 
You see the difference? You see, he switched around the words a little bit. Right? Then it says, Different wording. Why did he change the wording? Okay, we'll start with that question on Sunday morning. What I'd like you to do, what I'd like you to do is... Um,